the future. A relentless, desperate wasteland ravaged by nuclear war. With the destruction of the internet and search engines such as Google, accurate information about the past is traded like currency. Two brave travelers are commissioned with the dangerous task of going back through time to gather as much information as they can to find out about the late 20th and early 21st centuries in hopes that a future society may rebuild what was lost and avoid the horror of a smoldering radioactive planet. But there is a catch. The travelers journey back across eons of time is a one-way trip, leaving them stranded in the past. There's no way to communicate their findings to the future other than burying reinforced time capsules in the ground. In the hopes that one day recordings such as these will be unearthed to provide a glimpse of the world that once was. This is the mission of the crispy coated robots. And it must succeed. Hey, it's Jim. Hey, it's Joseph. And it's George. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 176 wow. of Crispy Coated Robots. And tonight, today, this afternoon, this morning, in the wee hours, in the bewitching hour, we have a show for you, okay? And all those hours for free. George, and, um, actually, I got to do what I did on uh, episode 76. It's the spirit of 76 even. So sorry, I had to. Do- <laughs> there, there we go. I had to do it the funky phantom. The, the the spirit of one seventy six. I can't <laughs> do it. <laughs> but today we are talking about untrained detectives, uh, meaning these are uh, characters in television and movie. No, no literary stuff uh, for this one, at least. Uh, but TV and movies where. It's a group of people or persons, singular person, um, that um, they solve a crime or crimes, consistently solving crimes, if that's the way you're rolling with this. Uh, but they they are not a part of law enforcement. They are not a uh, private eye, for instance. They're not going to be the Rockford Files here or um, Magnum PI or any of that stuff, uh, or even Sherlock Holmes, who wasn't really a part of Scotland Yard. None of that, uh, because they hung a shingle out their door that said detective. So these are people that just, uh, figure out murders and crimes and stuff. So, and then our second topic, very excited about this, Mr. Johnson, why don't you bring this to the table? Food court eateries. Yummy. That's right. Places where you find in the mall or nowadays really find in airports, you know, uh, yeah. all the time. Certain yeah. eateries that you're they're, they're your go-to. You go to that food court. Everyone wants a different thing. You know, if you have a family, you like to heck with it. Just go and get what you want kind yeah. of thing. Uh, you're going to find these classic establishments. Uh, right. Sometimes they're not in the food court. Sometimes they're in like a kiosk or something a little bit yeah. away from the food court. But nonetheless, that's where you can find them. And Very a little nice. bit of history here, boys. Uh, mall developer James Rouse had this idea in 1971. Um, he was he created uh, 
Um, he, he built malls. Okay. And he was trying to figure out a way to get people to stay at the mall longer because they were departing and going and, and getting food, you know, and then they wouldn't come back. So he created a food court, the first one at Plymouth meeting mall in Pennsylvania. So Pennsylvania has a lot of firsts, but the I most you say Plymouth first, Rock, and that would have been really amazing. The Pilgrims in yeah. uh, 1971 <laughs> went to Plymouth Rock Mall. The old turkey yeah. sandwich. Hickory <laughs> Farms was out there. That's right. You could get a turkey leg out there. And Hickory Farms get cheese samples out there at the uh, May, That's right. Mayflower. All right. So let's go ahead. <laughs> we didn't land on Hickory Farms. Hickory Farms landed on us. <laughs> there we go. I got your summer sausage. All right. So oh. <laughs> uh, actually, I'm, I was going to George first, but but I'm going to go ahead and keep it traditional. Joseph, what is your number five amateur sleuth? Uh, it has to be, for me, uh surgeon. Uh, Richard Kimball in The Fugitive from 1993's movie The Fugitive. Uh, This is Harrison Ford trying to prove that he did not kill his wife, being constantly chased by Tommy Lee Jones, who just doesn't care whether or not he's (laughs) innocent. I don't care. (laughs) I just don't care. Uh, So, uh, yeah, that's my number five, The Fugitive. Very nice. George, you're number five. All right. Well, I'm going to go to television for this. Um, and for 50 years, over 50 years, the hardest working teen paranormal detectives in the business, Fred, Daphne, Velma, Shaggy, and their talking Great Dane, Scooby-Doo. So Mystery Inc. So from fish monsters to phantoms, the mystery gang, they've gone head to head against some supernatural phenomenon, but usually... It's just a, a Mr. Human, Johnson uh, with, with a mask. Yeah. Uh, so, but, so, uh, so question on this. I, I hate to be controversial, but uh-oh. are they amateurs because they are incorporated and do they get paid <laughs> to, to they, they never, solve mysteries? They, never receive, are, they do not get compensation. No, unless it's in weed for Shaggy. I don't know. I, but, uh, Scooby snacks. I don't know. It's like... Okay. Is well, there payment can, there? You Do cannot they... vote. You cannot vote for it. But no, there there is no exchange of, okay. of uh, <laughs> compensation here. They uh, just show up ooh, week I'll after week. Out the hey. gate. Yeah. All right. Uh, they, my they number five. have a van called the Mystery Machine. So now, <laughs> now I'm questioning all my life choices. Uh, so. <laughs> my number five had a case that had a lot of ins, a lot of outs, a lot of what's uh, what's its. Uh, I'm talking about Jeffrey Lebowski, not the big Lebowski, but the dude <laughs> who was uh, put in this whole kind of uh, mystery by having his rug peed on, leaving to a to a circumstances that end up, you know, taking down some nihilists, fake kidnapping, uh, throwing his undies out the window, throwing uh, John Goodman's undies out the window, Walters, um, leading to the, uh, you know, the death of Donnie. So it's, it's just kind of a twisted tale. And, and he's kind of like uh, reluctantly in the middle of it, trying to figure out, you know, uh, who peed on his rug, who has Bunny Lebowski and a bunch of other yeah, stuff, twists. The kidnapping. And this is my number four. Oh, so wow. It makes nice. it. Oh, right. Nice. And I have Walter. I have the oh, dude yeah, Walter and Walter because yeah. they're a team. And uh, his bowling buddy, yeah. the Vietnam vet Walter, he is exactly the opposite of how laid back he is. Walter is high strung, uh, and, but they, you know, they, they over work the line, Smokey <laughs> over the line. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I, then you have Bushimi in there. Uh, yeah. 
Donnie, which <laughs> I, I don't count him as a detective uh, in this, but uh, yeah, but he does he does go with them, you know, in a couple rides, you know, especially to go to In Out Burger after the, you know, that's right. So, so yeah. there's a couple of things he's involved, but so, I I get it, dude and Walter, they're pretty much all together through this whole thing. They drop off and then you they know. do crack the case of the kidnapping. So yeah, it makes it. Now, the, the great thing about this is that the, the Coens wrote a, a Pulp Fiction movie, you know, a based on like those old Texas. And what's yeah. so great about this, uh, I wish I would have voted for it. I didn't think about it, but you're, I'm so glad it made it in, uh, is the scene where the dude actually tries to do some sleuthing. And yeah. when he's with <laughs> pornographer, uh, the yeah. pornographer... Uh, uh, what's his name? Treehorn. Jackie Treehorn. Yeah, Dave yeah. Treehorn. Yeah. Uh, and he uses the pencil to get the impression from a <laughs> right, note right. that yeah. Treehorn writes. And when the, the image is just perfect. It's perfect. Well, he's caught by the other, all the other detective too. He's like, I'm a shameless just like you. And he's like, huh? <laughs> you know, yeah, exactly. He's just a like, dude wrapped up in the stuff. So uh, that's my number five and George's number four. And it makes it in. We are now to food court eateries. Number five. So excited. Joseph. So excited. Uh, they started in 1977. They have 371 locations. They just started, uh, working with marble slabs. So they have gone outside, uh, the mall a little bit, but I'm talking about the great American cookie factory. Oh, my number uh, four. This is, this is where you go when you just don't want a cake. Uh, you get the cookie cake instead. And is the it giant cookie. cookie company or cookie factory? That's cookie company. Yeah, it's a cookie company. Sorry. Great (laughs) American cookie company. Sorry to correct you here, but this is for the future. Always have the cheap sodas too. You can go get a soda there and a cookie. And and that was a cheap date in the mall. You didn't have to, if you didn't want to eat, like pay for a full Uh, meal. The romantic stylings of Jim Kabachi. Yeah, just get a cookie (laughs) or even just get a soda there and call it a day. So And he's not talking about when he was a teenager. This was when he was... A grown ass man. No, no, no. <laughs> this Port is a great. This, to Raquel. This is great, though, Joseph. When we walked around the mall for broke kids too, because you could actually eat something that wasn't. Well, uh, Jim, if you can remember, if you if you were a mall rat like we were, yeah, uh, they would have samples in the eighties, yes. and yes. you would go get the samples. <laughs> yeah, that is correct. Make two or three. <laughs> <laughs> tours of getting those free samples and you're like i got a whole cookie <laughs> yeah, good stuff it's like where wearing disguises going when back you, yeah. when you have <laughs> no money at the mall <laughs> all right uh george what's your number five my number five established in 1986 by founder charlie shin charlie's philly steaks so my number four philly- george Oh, well, take it away, Joseph. What can you say about this magnificent company? It had it, you know, it started in, uh, by a Ohio State student, Charlie Shin, like you said, right. 533 locations on there. Uh, this is, you know, this is a classic. I actually had this. Uh, on Sunday, on my way back from my trip, uh, I had to I had to go to Charlie's Philly, Philly cheesesteak. Can we talk I, about that trip for a moment? <laughs> what what were you what were you doing? What was the research project this time? So the research project was, you know, from our episode 111 last year I gave that report about the uh fried apple pie at McDonald's. 
can only be found in Hawaii. Uh, but then we got a tip later on, a couple of months later on, that uh, you could actually get the fried apple pie from Burger King if you go to Puerto Rico. And so I did a little research on it. And guys, I got to tell you, it's true that it's the exact same fried apple pie from the chunks inside it because the the baked apple pie the McDonald's serves now has more yeah. slices apple slices yeah. these are chunks it yeah. was delicious even the box looked the same it wow. just had burger king okay. on there so uh okay. and, and burger king is king in puerto rico that's one of the things that i learned was it good Church's was it fried chicken and oh, wow. and and uh and Burger King rule. Like I I saw very little McDonald's and I saw oh, very little KFC. So there you go. Okay. Jeez. Right. Okay. Do you have documentation uh, of hey, your experiment? Uh, I, I yeah. do. I have a Tom, special report. Tom says he's got your video. Okay. And good. he's adding oh, it to, nice. to the show notes. So uh for those of you that need to know more about this, we've got film footage of Joseph breaking into Oh, okay. No, he just bought it. Jo <laughs> Joseph purchasing uh, uh, the apple pie. I the guess. apple so, pie. Hey, you'll probably hear it. a little bit of the celebration. It was very hard recording that night because they have a uh, San Juan uh, festival, which is uh, basically a celebration of John the Baptist, where at midnight... On June, everybody gets their head cut off. No, I'm joking. Sorry. No, and what everyone does is everyone goes to the beach, and you have to jump into the ocean backwards, like like fall backwards in it, like you're getting baptized. Ah. And everyone does that at midnight, so it's like this super like New Year's Eve celebration going on. And that's the night I decided to film. So uh, I had to do Perfect. a couple While of. While everybody is being baptized. You're eating a apple you're being pie. Baptized. I'm eating apple, apple pie. pie. I celebrated yeah. in my own way. <laughs> you're, yeah, you were having your confirmation of the apple pie. So, so Charlie's <laughs> the religious Philly thing cheesecake, <laughs> Charlie's Philly uh, steaks makes it in the canister. Yay. We're two for two, boys. So All right. Great here, American I'm... cookie company. What do you got, Jimbo? Number five, the score from the mall, still corn dog seven. Customers zero. <laughs> corn dog seven is a uh, one that. Uh, you know, popped up in Deerbrook Mall when I was a kid, and and uh, it's in plenty of malls. I actually, I think when I was in Bloomington, it was there too, and it never seemed to have any customers in front of it, and always had that lemonade machine that just constantly rolled with the kind of lemonade, kind of just rolling, and that, yeah. and there was a strawberry lemonade going too. So, not that they weren't working, they just had, didn't have a lot of customers, but the corn dogs were actually pretty good. It was. And I think now later they started selling, like they said, they really adopted the fair lifestyle. So they started selling funnel cakes and stuff like that. Like we're a fair, you know, it's the fair inside of a mall. This so, is not on my list, but I had such a crush on the corn dog seven girl lady at, <laughs> uh, in humble Texas at Deerbrook <laughs> mall yeah. uh, back there. Never got the courage up to, to go buy a corn dog from her or the lemonade. So my wife might've been. My wife is so excited that you have this on the list because this is her all-time favorite food court place. Oh, and she's really, really upset with me because I don't have it on my list, but she's really upset with me because apparently her family was the one that supported it. I know, Jim, we always make fun oh, of you for supporting yeah. Arby's, yeah. Uh, <laughs> being the only one. I think that her family was the only family going there. So, so when the, she was in the mall, it was Corn Dog 7, customers 4 or 3? Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that, that was our old our old gag. Corn Dog 7? 
customers zero. So it, yeah, it made the uh, it made the uh, uh, score different. Okay, so that's, if that's... you're if you're listening to the this is going to get really creepy here, guys. If you're listening to this podcast and you are female and you worked at oh, Deerbrook boy. Mall in the '80s at the Corn Dog Seven. <laughs> I'm married. I'm happily married. I'm not going to try to meet with you. I would just like to know your name because I didn't back then. I was too shy to even get that. So uh, write crispy coated robots at gmail.com and uh, just put in so the subject line creep, dog. creep from corn creepy, dog. creepy corn dog, <laughs> creepy, requ- creepy corn dog request. <laughs> put that in there, there so we know go. what exactly it is. Yeah. yeah thank you. <laughs> and Tom, Tom will get it to me. So, all right, let's move on now to back to amateur sleuths. Who you got there, Joseph? I have a uh, photographer, L.B. Jeffries, from Rear Window in 1954. Uh, That's right. Jimmy Stewart. Uh, uh, I, I think there's uh, a murder going on. <laughs> uh, uh, the body across the, the way is underwater. Yeah. <laughs> Jack Lemon. Uh, <laughs> what, what was it? Uh, Raymond Burr was the killer. Yeah, right? Raymond That's Burr. Right. He does size. it with a broken leg, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> Ray, Raymond Burr's over there and he's killing people. <laughs> Harry Mason's a murderer. He's out I, of I his wheelchair. So much, he's no longer Ironside. So, he's not Ironside. I watched so much <laughs> Perry Mason that when that movie came out, even though I'm watching him take a body in a rolled up carpet, it's like he didn't do it. That's Perry Mason. There's no way. <laughs> he had that crazy white hair, too. But anyway. Yeah. All right, so on now to you, George. Number four for you. My number four, the dude and Walter from the Big Lebowski. Hey, my number four is newspaper columnist turned sleuth in the very first one, Irving Fletcher, or Fletch for short, who must find out why Tim Matheson has hired him to kill him uh, to catch his insurance. So we have this kind of long-going, ongoing uh, uh changing of names where he's trying to find out talking to his doctor in the famous uh, scene where he gets to, you know, and also I, well, I got to, I got to meet this guy a couple weeks ago at a comic-con um, uh, Burton Gillum, old cowboy actor from blazing saddles who says, Oh yeah. What the hell is that? You know, you know, and start singing uh camp down ladies. Uh, yeah, he, support your local sheriff i think yeah right? he's he's almost every western yeah. really really nice guy but i talked to him about fletch and the ball bearing scene <laughs> you know oh. it's all ball bearings this day ball bearings why you need ball bearings <laughs> you need a refresher course it's all ball bearings these days anyways <laughs> fletch is my number um four uh untrained nice. detective um kind of nice. has a head start on detectives though because you're your newspaper guy you have to f- figure out stuff but still not yeah. officially a detective all right number three number two uh food court i'm uh, sorry number four food court george what do you got me oh sorry joseph what do you got <laughs> tradition tradition uh, charlie's philly cheesesteaks or charlie's philly steaks i should say george you're number four all right. I guess it was my turn. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be Dippin' Dots, ice cream of the future. Wow. Um, I, and for what it's worth, y'all, Jim and I and Nebulor here, Joseph, we are from the future. There are no Dippin' Dots. Just what? so you know. I don't know how far in the future they're proclaiming this to be, but it's a dessert chain serving flavored ice cream, but they're like little pellets. They're little dots. Um, but, uh, they claim to be ice cream of the future, but 
Not the so future. The pellets, I ate, the pellets I ate when we were in the future was not ice cream. Those were <laughs> those were rabbit pellets. Oh think, no! Terrible tragedy. <laughs> yeah, that, no chocolate ice cream there, folks. So. And my number four was Great American Cookie Company. So we are moving on now to untrained detectives uh third pick right now and we'll take a little break after that joseph what's your number three uh the franciscan monk friar william of baskerville in the name of the rose from 1986 name of the rose is that sean connery sean connery (laughs) you opened up the door (laughs) that's right you gotta do it what you're doing you gotta do it christian slater right and christian slater says yeah they come out with so, a flower, you come out with a rose. That's the monk <laughs> way to do it. So where's Christian Slater? What is his reply to that? Uh, it's kind of like a light Jack Nicholson, you know. Boy, in the 80s, you, yeah, you, that's, all he yeah, that's, that's all he did, right? So, yeah, so it's, you know, nine, it's in the 1300s, the 14th century. They're, confort, uh, they're confronted with a bizarre murder mystery going on of all these monks dying in this sorry the monastery and they have to figure it out there so uh it's it's i like this i like i like this show a lot actually uh it's 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 one that's coming and going you know i don't remember having any staying powers is it kind of making a comeback or people like no i think it's just one of those things that if you were into it you were into it you know but i don't think well it's done very well abraham is in it too you know right yeah yeah amadeus so anyways there you go name of the rose george number three my number three jack terry from director brian de palma's blowout so Ah, this is uh this is john travolta he's a movie sound recordist accidentally records evidence that proves that a car accident was actually murder and puts himself in in danger so uh he records movie um, Foley movie sounds, uh, for, for B grade horror movies. And Nancy Allen is in it and John Lithgow. And, uh, anyway, one night Travolta's character is out there recording and there's a car that goes off a bridge and, uh, he starts investigating and finds out there's kind of this political conspiracy, uh, at work. So Jack Terry from blowout. It's a good one. Yeah, very tense, good tense one. movie, especially when he, when he starts finding out stuff. The the reaction yeah. from the people who don't want him to find out stuff is is uh, pretty tense. My uh, number three is Jonathan and Jennifer Hart. Heart to heart when they got together, it was murder. Hi, I right. look look at this, Jimbo. I'm circling my number two on the oh, board. Wow. So we, that's going to go to the future. Yeah. And uh, I think the cuteness of Stephanie powers and seeing her originally and uh, Herbie rides again as a young boy kind of helped me also on this situation too, because I was, became a fan (laughs) (laughs) of Stephanie powers. And then, you know, such a good couple too, you know, Robert Wagner was with Natalie Wood. You would think that, you know, they'd go out and be confused like that's your actual wife, but Kind of preposterous on some of the uh, the shows, but those are the Aaron Spelling shows of the seventies. Good escapism, fun. You knew they were always going to figure out the mystery at the end. But just oh, yeah. a rich, a rich married couple with Max uh, Lionel Stander, who played their yeah. uh, butler, figuring out crimes. Anything else to and add, George? Back, Baxter, their dog. Well, it it originally uh, the idea was based on the Thin Man. Okay, the the movie that uh, series right. the Thin Man, originally intended for Cary Grant. Oh, really? To come to TV, and, uh, yeah, 
Yeah, never happened. That would have been interesting. But uh, they, um, the characters, uh, at the time this came out, you had all that lifestyles of the rich and famous. So mm-hmm. they would be, you know, touring wherever, uh, you know, just being rich people, you know, fancy white rich people. And, uh, oh, there's a murder. And uh, they would they would figure it out. You know, Heart Industries, global conglomerate. I just uh, like yeah. the fact that he parked his car in his living room. <laughs> I think. Yeah. Wasn't that Vegas? Wasn't that? Was uh, that Vegas that I'm thinking about? Am I getting confused? Yeah, maybe I you think, are. I, I, don't remember, so. I don't remember that part. I remember the car, the car flying down the way and Max he, saying. You're th- and in this, they parked their helicopter in the garage. <laughs> oh, uh, nice. So. But Robert <laughs> Wagner, he was like the king of seven. He had like five or six different shows. He was show hopping there. There was a show with Eddie Albert called Switch where they were kind of like con artists. And there was like, there was one too that he did early Persuader or something. But yeah, he, he I mean, pretty much he just but picked let, up. But what is his greatest role ever? The Number reason two. that God put him on the earth number two is to be number two and all those <laughs> austin powell at least movies. according to our generation number two people will go back and look yeah. at old films but yeah number yeah. two all right so there we go uh our number three it's time for intermission already and caitlin presents blade sharpening this should be nice here we go in japan the hand can be used like a knife <laughs> but this doesn't work with a tomato. Oh, I thought it was done. I that was, was like, okay, I was waiting it's sharp. Patiently. It's sharp. It's ready to go. <laughs> Not sharp enough. Is it still the same knife? I think so. It's not like the beginning of Queen's the game. Open up your mind. <laughs> Come inside. Creepy as George's corn dog story. Oh, I think that's it. All right, there we go. Great intermission there. Thank you, Caitlin. We are now back to food court eateries. Number three, Joseph. Founded in 1985, has 924 locations, and is immortalized in Missy Elliott's 2002 Work It when she says, and the drummer boy go, rumpa pum pum, give me some, some of the Cinnabon. Oh, my <laughs> number on. one. That's right, my Cinnabon wow, very nice. uh, is my number three. This is an all-time classic. Uh, also featured in what, Jim? Uh, what television show do you? Oh, definitely. Uh, Better Call Saul. Better yeah, Call, Call Saul. Saul. That's right. He works That's in right. the Cinnabon. Yeah. Uh, this is like, this is, gosh, you know, so many memories having Cinnabon. You know, this is pretty <laughs> much whenever I have an early flight to an airport, uh, I'm going to Cinnabon. <laughs> 
just so you get, does it help? This is a kind of a human thing, but since you're eating so much bread before you get on there, does it kind of like soak up a lot of water? You don't have to go to the bathroom as much on the plane. Uh, well, I normally get coffee too, so <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I get, that kind of negates that. <laughs> so you're Very hitting nice. the occupy button for a while. All right. So what is your, uh, number three, George? My number three, I'm not sure how to pronounce this. Sabaro, Sabaro, my number two, my number two, my number two. It's a three-way match. Yeah, very nice. Do we even continue? Well, well, we got got four. Sorry, I thought we had five. So Italian fast food chain, thin crust pizza by the slice, Uh, but then they've got salads and pastas and and everything. Uh, Joseph probably knows how many locations there are. Three hundred twenty-five locations, founded in nineteen fifty-six. There we go. And I, call, I call this uh, a resurrection restaurant because they'll have an old pizza out there. And if you order two slices from that old pizza, they put it back into the oven. Oh, and the yeah. pizza comes Reheat back it. to life amazingly uh, and tastes actually pretty good. So they, they, they resurrection. <laughs> the best the best is uh, from the office when Michael Scott goes to New York City and he's claiming that New York City is his town. And he's like, whenever I get here, I always like to have, you know, my my taste in new york and he goes to sabaro which is just absolutely <laughs> hilarious because it's a chain restaurant yeah. it really has very little to do with new york uh but uh no it's it, it, it's sabaro pizza now you guys have to remind me this because were they the first pizza outlet at deerbrook mall I think they were. I, I, think I believe it changed, so. It changed the a reason why other times I say this is because before the mall opened up, I worked there for one day. <laughs> oh, that's uh, funny. I I did too. Well, more than one day, but I helped I helped put the uh, bookstore in. So I okay. worked there for like two weeks. So I went there for one day. This was before the mall really opened up. It was like two weeks before. There's a group of kids, and and I knew this girl, uh, Deanne Collins. And she was like, oh, you need to come work I here. And I was like, okay. Yeah. yeah. And I went there for one day, got the training. I was like, nope, not for me. And so I can't remember or not whether it was Sabaro pizza, but yeah, there was a definitely that pizza memory. Pizza yeah. memories. There you go. Very nice. Pizza uh, memories. Yeah. With Joseph Johnson. My number three started. I know it's huge now, but they officially started in the mall, and that's how they kind of got their built their empire. And it is Chick-fil-A. And the first time I had Chick-fil-A was in Deerbrook Mall. Uh, you know, first thing that got me was what the heck is the spelling on this thing? You know, <laughs> you know, just it's just weird to see that that logo for the first time. But I remember my friend David Alvarez working back there, and they had their system together back then, you know, the whole teamwork and then my pleasure and all that stuff. So it all started in the mall. And the chicken sandwich, um, as we know, is it's become history. I mean, it's definitely a success story. So Chick-fil-A is my number three. So so my memory of that Chick-fil-A was that Gretchen Anson worked there. Oh. And Gretchen Anson was this super religious girl that she was super nice, but super religious. And uh, they weren't open on Sundays. That was the first time that, yeah, you know, yeah. I saw a restaurant that actually closed on Sundays. And I thought, oh, this is a religious organization that's selling chicken i really didn't realize it was like no it was a regular you know regular restaurant but i thought oh chick-fil-a was somehow associated with evangelical churches or something so there you go 
<laughs> All right. So let's move on now to uh, number two, untrained detective. Joseph, who do you got? I have uh, Leonard Shelby, uh, who is a former insurance investigator with Amnesia. I'm talking about Guy Pierce playing in Memento uh, from 2000, where he has to figure out what's going on there. Again, sort of trying to prove who, who killed, killed his, his wife, wife. Yeah. you know, on that. And uh, tattoos actually have like a value in this movie as opposed to in regular life when they're useless. So there you go. There you go. Nice. Just uh, everybody listening that has a tattoo, crispy coated robots yeah. uh, at gmail.com. Go ahead and get your complaint in now. That's right. Uh, it might be a show that we have multiple complaints read on the, on the same time. You know, we sorry, we suck times a thousand, but uh <laughs> So uh, this is a really good one. I I think this is, and and his short-term memory, he's been involved in an accident and his memory, literally, if he walks out of the room and walks back in, he can't remember being there five minutes ago. So uh, that is, that is some tough nuts to uh, have to solve a, a murder mystery of that. And the end reveal is so heartbreaking. Uh, but uh fantastic and two actors from interestingly the from matrix, the matrix yeah. uh it's like wait what are they doing in here uh but uh yeah this this stands a good chance joseph i i like this all right so number two george my number two is jonathan and jennifer hart and okay. heart to heart so you're up my number two is frank and joe hardy of course from tons of books growing up as a kid the hardy boys and then Parker Stevenson and teen heartthrob Sean Cassidy on That's TV. Right. And I did like Nancy Drew. I just th thought that these guys, you know, you know, I thought I did nothing against Pamela Sue Morton. I think she's very attractive, but I think that the Hardy Boys it puts you in your own as a Hardy Boy. Being that it was age, a feathered hair. Come on, let's so, face it. Well, it just was... I guess being close to that age, having young boys figuring out stuff and you know you put yourself in the places and that's kind of the age i was when this kind of did read you the and, read and the your books. brother ever ever go solve try to no find we never out. did we know we know we did we did solve a mystery when there we picked we actually uh we actually saw we got a bunch of bottles and we found this yeah. empty house and we just started <laughs> tossing them out. It was the mystery of the, the tossed bottles. We were trying oh, to see yeah. where we could yell that. I love, I love that episode, yeah, especially uh, how it ends with the yeah, vomit yeah. and the uh, defecation. It has a very... If you don't know what we're talking about, go back a couple of episodes. Yeah, sorry, uh... sorry about that to reference another episode, just for yeah. a a inside joke which it's not inside if you listen to the show. All right, so it, uh, it was inside, but it it was kind of well. Anyway. <laughs> Inside, outside. All right, so let's go now to the number um, number two food court. Do we do number two already for food court? Not yet. No, All right, what you I'm got? George? Waiting patiently. Oh, what you got? Uh, oh, well, I would that I was part of three way on Sabaro Pizza. Sabaro is my number two. So George, you're the only number two left. All right, with over twenty two hundred locations, it is the largest Asian segment restaurant chain in the United States. Of course, I'm talking about Panda Express. It's an American fast food chain that specializes in American Chinese cuisine, very famous for its orange chicken. So Panda Express, my number two. My very wife's nice. favorite. That's her favorite. So 
What is your number one untrained detective, Joseph? Uh, number one is from my favorite movie uh, of all time. When people ask me, they're like, which one is it? And it's 1949's The Third Man. Uh, I'm talking about uh, Pulp Fiction writer uh, gets involved with basically uh, post-World War II uh, crime going on there where people are getting poisoned uh, by the water. And it has to do with basically profiteering going on there. So uh, I love this movie. I think this is a great movie. It is a Pulp Fiction type movie because it's a pure detective story and all that. But uh, my favorite part about it is Orson Welles, um, yeah. who is just, you know, he he plays he plays you know the character that's trying to figure things out. Uh, well, his he's not trying to figure things out. He's the one that is a friend Spo- of the guy spoiler. who's trying to figure it out. Yeah, yeah I don't want to spoil it, so I'm not going to say any yeah. more than that. It's the third man, 1949. Carol Reed. There you go. I would I would like to point out that Joseph is in fact the third man on this podcast so wow. uh, for, oh, that's for right. years for years it was jim and i uh and joseph came along and saved the show so uh that's uh <laughs> <laughs> he is the brawl. third man yeah yeah and uh, he rules in our our disputes uh <laughs> who gets the best parking spot we go to joseph he's always the uh maybe because he's a former debate coach uh but uh he is he is, uh, well, we don't always agree with him. We do always abide by his verdict uh, most of the time. I appreciate Some that. Thanks, George. I appreciate that. <laughs> one, one, one time we did. Let's just one say time. George. <laughs> one episode. What is, what is your number one? My number one, 12 seasons, 12 television seasons, middle-aged, retired English teacher and widow, starts writing mystery novels, finds a lot of success in that, and somehow runs across actual murders wherever she goes jessica fletcher but, uh, a little earlier you started talking about fletch and i was like wait it fletcher no just Fletch. <laughs> uh but uh murder she wrote so no formal training of any kind fletcher uh, played by the wonderful angela lansbury uncanny ability to see when people are lying and she looks for clues in her little town of cottage cove and um but you know when you think about it, can you imagine if you are a detective and it's your first day on the force or whatever, and you know, how demoralizing is it when there's a new case and the first thing you're ordered to do is, Hey, uh, go ask that old uh, widow lady that writes murder <laughs> mysteries, get her opinion, get her to check this out, you know, but she always comes through always, always, uh, figures the crime out. Uh, but, uh, brilliant Jessica Fletcher. This was so, on CBS, right? Yes, it was. Uh, it, it was originally CBS. Yes, always yeah, great I watching th- the football game. Pat Summerall coming up tonight on CBS. <laughs> Sixty minutes followed by murder. She wrote, and they would also he tie he tried to keep murder long in between the just eight seconds. Murder. <laughs> she wrote, and then the CBS Sunday night movie. I'll take Manhattan with Valerie Bertinelli. Here at the Meadowlands, it's, like, it's the Cowboys it's like he's 7. flipping a page. Murder. Turn the, <laughs> the page. The Giants, she nothing. <laughs> what the Giants need to do, they need to score because they're down by seven, Pat. Thank you, John. 
<laughs> talk about murder <laughs> he would just like you know just brush him off thank you john that's the obvious question here's here's a little uh trivia question for you george wow. murder she wrote fan who played sheriff amos tupper oh multiple episodes yeah you, you got me jim i Andy know Griffith. you are a student uh, no <laughs> It's me, Tom Bosley from Glad Bags. Oh, happy that's, days. That's right. I played Sheriff Amos Tupper. And then I played Father oh, Dowling right. on Father Dowling Mystery. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Was he wearing his 70 gla- his 70 style glasses? <laughs> then like it was in happy days. Then it was a narrator for, narrator for That's Hollywood. It was a show that really kind of, you know, summed up Hollywood. I'm Tom Bosley. Yeah, but uh, Tom Bosley was like a, almost a regular on there too. Um, but they had it's one of those, it was almost like the love boat for murder because they had these recurring oh, yeah. guest stars that come in, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. Anybody that was anybody, uh, in Hollywood at the time, uh, got murdered on this show, yeah. Okay, or they did the, the murdering, you know. My number one is a huge long shot for the fifth, the well, no, well, okay, I'm looking at the wrong list. We still have three, three positions to go. It is William Shatner. Playing veterinarian Rack Hansen in the 1977 fantasy spectacle, won a couple fantasy awards, Kingdom of the Spiders. Veteran vet Rack Hansen has to figure out where all these spiders come from and why they're killing all the cattle and then start t- killing people. Uh, Shatner is in pure Shatner mode. He gets to ride horses. I think that was probably in his contract because, you know, he's a big horse rider. So, but Rack Hansen, the veterinarian, is forced to become a detective to find out where all the spiders are coming from and to save and to actually take care of and exterminate them in the end. So, William Shatner in a long shot, Rack Hansen from the. You did it again, Jim. You have named something that I've never heard of in my life. You never saw Kingdom of the Spiders? <laughs> no. Have I've you never seen Kingdom of the Spiders, this. George? George, you've seen Kingdom of the Spiders. No. You haven't? <laughs> no. Wow, Shatner won. No, and, the- I, and I'm a I'm a Shatner fan. Um, I think I'm, is this a mystery or scientific investigation? I think uh, untrained scientific investigations would. Well, have he's, he's this, well, it's, it's still he's a detective. He's still investigating. I, I've never heard of this. That's what he won. Saying. He won like it won like a Saturn Award for best fantasy film of like '77. I mean, oh, <laughs> so on planet Saturn, it's it's a big no, deal. no, okay. it's it's planet Earth. I get it. It had okay. Woody Strode in it, who was like, you know, the cowboy from Woody the Strode. In- yes. Yeah. He was in um in a bunch of cowboy <laughs> movies, too. So he plays it. I mean, it's, you got to see it. Kingdom <laughs> of the Spiders. So this is going to be our education. We're going to put the uh, I'm telling trailer, you, Tom, for you, Kingdom you've of the done Spiders. it again. You've done it again. <laughs> yeah. You stumped me. Right up with Tulane Blacktop. Uh, yes. Thank you very <laughs> yes. much. Actually, Which, by the this- way, Tom, Tom found a link to the trailer of that. I actually I watched this. it. Yeah. I watched it, and uh, I feel like I don't need to watch the movie because I watched the trailer. <laughs> the driver, James Taylor, is the driver. Dennis Wilson yeah. is the mechanic. No, but yeah. with Kingdom of the Spiders, I actually wrote this into a movie because so many people talk about Star Trek so much. For William Shatner, uh, my character in my movie has a memorabilia from him. He has the underwear worn he wore in Kingdom of the Spiders on his wall, and he was told. So the, <laughs> yeah, the, the, it's just to go show everybody. You know, those aren't Sh- spider marks. Yeah. Yes, spider <laughs> marks in there too. Yeah. All right, so that's my number one. On to are we? At, yeah, number one food court eateries. Are we all used up, George, uh, Joseph? Number one. Okay, my number one. Uh, it has starting nineteen eighty eight. It has over now over thirteen hundred locations easily. Uh, 
you always got to go. What you going to do? You want a little snack? You got to get a pretzel. And it's got to be from Auntie Anne's. Uh, so my number one is Auntie Anne's. Uh, and that's all I got to say about it because it's international now. Is it Auntie Anne's uh, or Aunt Annie's? I always forget which one it was. Auntie Anne's. Okay. Okay. George, do you have a number one? Uh, yeah, Cinnabon. All right. My number one kind of kind of conflicts with, with, with George's uh, number two uh, because it, it was kind of the first one that was actually in malls and first one giving out samples. Do not disrespect Panda Express. Well, no, this is the first one giving out samples by people who have the big, big nuggets of chicken you can eat for free. I'm talking about Sarku Japan, which oh, is yeah. available in a bunch of malls. And their specialty is, of course, that plate of chicken or whatever with the toothpick on it that you can go eat for free and you can kind of pass or walk around the food court and come back around. And the person who give, has the tray, they don't want to be there with the tray. They want to rather be back behind the, the counter, not dealing with people. I so always the, wondered if that was like a punishment. Like, yeah. shut up, Kevin. Yeah. Take the tray and go out. <laughs> That's there. right. So they're not going to fight. You. They're not going to fight you and say, "Hey, you were here before." They're, they want to clear that tray as much as possible. So the original sample uh, Japan place, it was pretty good too. I mean, it had it had like authentic J- J- Japanese food. So Sarku Japan is my number one i think there's one still in deerbrook mall so it uh they're everywhere products s-a-r-k-u japan so this this is japanese uh mine is uh chinese so i i think we're okay i don't think uh i think they both can be in okay gotcha and you are right it's auntie Anne's pretzels I think I was got confused with Wetzel's pretzels. That's another one. Any kind of pretzel shop in the uh, oh yeah, Wetzel's it, pretzels, yeah. but they're like a standalone Wetzel pretzels. They they they're more standalone. But yeah. Auntie Anne's, this is how crazy it is. I was in the Orlando uh, mall, uh, the Orlando uh, airport. They had three of these things, like wow. crazy. It was like in each terminal, they had one. I was like, man, they're really pushing the pretzels here. Well, I had a, both of the honorable mention for me on my food court. And then for, uh, for the amateur sleuths, I did have Scooby-Doo and Shaggy. So I, you know, for, to help George out on his case for that too. So I, I, so, I would have put know, him on there. I thought they got paid. That's the only reason why I didn't put a- him on Auntie there. Auntie Anne though. Do you know who, co-owns Auntie Anne, along with Schlotsky's and McAllister's Deli and Jamba. Shaquille O'Neal? It's Cinnabon. They oh. are a part of the Cinnabon <laughs> oh, really? family. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I just guessed because Shaquille O'Neal owns a no, bunch of No, that sort of makes sense because I think at the San Antonio airport, it's it's like one of those hybrid things of Auntie Anne and Cinnabon. Like that would make hut, sense. Kentucky Fried so like Pizza together. Hut and Taco Bell. Yeah. yeah, Taco Bell, Kentucky Fried Chicken. I've seen a Long John uh, Silver's Kentucky Fried Chicken. It's weird though because one is always closed. It's like, oh, sorry, we just have to <laughs> it's like they always said, yeah, sorry, we just can't take it anymore. Or they just don't yeah. want to deal with the Long John Silver's crap. I'm sorry, we're only serving Kentucky Fried Chicken. So, what? <laughs> yeah, okay, for the Long John Silver's. So yeah, I am keeping uh, Long John Silver's open and, too. And in my neighborhood, there's a Taco Bell that uh, doubles as a Long John Silver's. So you know, yummy. It, uh, it's the same structure, but you can you can get either from there, which is uh, or can you really? Can, can, <laughs> One side's always closed, yeah, and neither yeah. neither serves a fish taco. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> they they can't come together and make a fish taco. Yeah, What's wrong? <laughs> All right, can't so, we just get along? Uh, 
Um, so that that wraps it up here for us. Um, CrispyCutterRobots.com is where you need to go for all the information. I believe we were going to go ahead and uh, you guys ready to kind of vote on this stuff now? Well, I, say, I wish yeah. we could, Jim. Yeah. But uh, we, oh, man. We, we have a letter. Oh, wow. And so I'm just going to read it to you guys because, Jim, I think it it's, it's goes to you on this one. So oh, wow. here we go. Ooh, he's on a streak. Dear Crispy Coated Robots, it has come to our attention that in episode 173, which discusses best frozen foods, Jim nominated State Farm Corn Dogs. The use of our company's name State Farm in connection with a product or service that has not been sanctioned by us is not okay. Oh no, Jim. <laughs> yeah. We can't They're coming we, for you, buddy. <laughs> we can't afford to sully our reputation further by being confused with state fair corn dogs. Oh, oh man. sorry, guys. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. We yeah. kindly request you cease and desist from any Ooh. further mention of state farm corn dogs. <laughs> uh, failure to abide by this request could result <laughs> in legal action where we would not be like a good neighbor. Oh, wow. Oh, that's, that's a threat. They're, they're good. They're that, good. Is a, that is a straight up threat. On that is a threat. another note, we strongly recommend that you consider purchasing podcast insurance. Oh, wow. Nice podcast that's, you have I there. It would be ashamed doing. if something happened to it. Sincerely, Jake from State like Farm. A, oh, wow. <laughs> Jake sent the letter. Wow, that's wow. crazy. Wow, so uh, Jim, he I'm just going to so go ahead nice and let you say it. I'm apologized. Sorry I suck. I, You know, after hearing the show and then thinking about it, I knew something was off. And I, I did stay oh, that's State, the truth. Yeah. State, State Farm the entire time, which not, you know, and George and I know we we, we patronize state uh, state fair corn dogs. So how can I mess that up? You know? I've got a box in my fridge right now. Yeah. yeah, it's like sorry, State Farm. I I apologize. Sorry, I will, Jake. I will yeah. be calling you about that podcast insurance. I hate to have something happen to it. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> very ominous, like the mob. We've got hail yeah, damage be, on our hip. Yeah. Be, be ashamed if something happened. Yeah leak on the podcast all right mm. so let's go back to the voting after that sorry guys so um, do we have any um J joseph did you have any honorable mentions for no court? i just had i had what i had okay uh so what we end up with charlie's philly steaks a three-way tie on sabaro which i never knew how to pronounce that i really didn't because nobody's i've never heard anybody say it until this episode uh cinnabon the great american cookie company okay so those are the ones that are in we only need one more we've got ice cream from the future maybe the near future dipping dots panda express corn dog seven chick-fil-a auntie Anne's pretzels and sarku japan <laughs> so it's anybody's guess here folks i do you know i i'm gonna make a comment i think we need something uh, either the Chinese or the Japanese, I think that would be that would be good because we've got uh, we've got the pizza, the kind of the Italian thing going there. We've got uh, some Americana with the Philly uh, cheesesteak thing. Cinnabon, that is a, a god unto its own there. Uh, but uh, what what do y'all say, guys? I, I I you know I was gonna go, I was gonna try to make a plead for Auntie Anne's so I could be five for five. However unselfishly 
I got to go for Corn Dog Seven, <laughs> just because there is just a personal history there. My yes. wife would really, I'd please my wife by throwing my vote to Corn Dog Seven. And that's all it takes. For, yeah. for many years, Corn Dog Seven customers zero lives on for the future. <laughs> that's right. That's Thank right. God. Yeah. And I did have a long distance crush on uh, long that's distance. Right. I was, that's right. I was on the other side of the of the food court. Other side Did of the you ever like batter, just go buy a corn batter. dog just to talk to her? No, no. Oh. <laughs> no wow. that's that's the tragedy, you know. But uh, no. All right. Uh, any honorable mentions for untrained detectives? I just had Scooby and Shaggy. So that's pretty much it. But uh, I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna go for it since we're we're, we're gonna I'm gonna say Mystery Incorporated. Okay. No honorable mentions for you. You're just gonna put nah, it out there. I'm just okay. gonna put it out of there. So I had a few honorable mentions. I did have the Hardy Boys and Nancy Drew. Oh, wow. uh, I had um, the only murders in the building. That yeah. that's uh, the characters. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Mabel, I about that one. Charles, Oliver, um, North by Northwest. Uh, speaking of, of Gary one. Grant, there, uh, Grant. Blue Velvet. Kind of weird. Uh, David Lynch uh, thing there, where that starts off with finding a severed ear on the ground. Uh, and then finally, the girl with the dragon tattoo. Uh, yeah, he's going. Daniel Craig yeah. uh, is is in there, but uh, but no, not enough. They didn't make it. Uh, so what we end up with, Joseph has cast his vote for Mystery Inc. Thank you for that, Joseph. We have the dude and Walter from the Big Lebowski, John and I'm sorry, Jonathan and Jennifer Hart in Heart to Heart. What we have to choose from, Jack Terry from Blowout. Jessica Fletcher and Murder She Wrote, uh, The Fugitive, uh, LB Jeffries and in, in Rear Window talking about Hitchcock, Fletch, William in the Name of the Rose, Leonard Shelby from Memento, Frank and Joe Hardy from the Hardy Boys, The Third Man, and No Chance in a Million Years, uh, Rack <laughs> Hansen from a Kingdom movie no one. Kingdom of the Spiders. If you're not a sci fi fan, if you haven't seen Kingdom of the Spiders, so. George, yeah, he's, sorry, buddy. He's wrong. You're officially knocked out, knocked out of the sci-fi society. Your hold on, opinion, hold on. Your any yeah. opinion that you have of me about anything hold means on. nothing to me. He's out. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know. You're supposed to know everything Shatner was in. He didn't know. Yeah, I'm going right to say that, right now. It won Jim a Saturday is talking award. into yeah. his hand like it's a phone. It won uh, a Saturday so. award. Yeah, I know. I know the history of the movie. I know what it was. Yeah. It was. Yeah, people love yeah. it. I know. Once again, folks, this I don't know who he's know. talking Jim. to. Probably the only other person that saw the movie besides Jim. this guy. <laughs> All right, George, you're officially out of the sci-fi society. Uh, Sorry, okay, well, good. Uh, and Lord of the Rings hates you. So, uh, so, so what as, are we going to do? Lord of the what? As much as I've offended, you know, the Generation X and Millennials and Gen Z, I'm going to support the 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 boomers here and say that we need Jessica Fletcher in Murder She Wrote oh, because okay. that was like a huge like show so for it was on forever on Sunday nights 12 seasons 12 seasons CBS. always murdered in the same town right what after 60 minutes it's murder so that's that wrote, gives us four followed by the murder, CBS Sunday wrote. night movie we're so here at the Meadowlands Cowboys 34 Giants 7 you can't you can't vote for Kingdom of Spiders. What's the final one? Kingdom of Spiders. 
Whatever you want, Jim. I, I threw I threw two votes to, to George's selection. What's the final thought... one? You can't vote for King of the Spiders. King of the Spiders. <laughs> <laughs> I, I kind of like only because it's comedy and a lot of, I guess, Walter and Dude are comedy, though, too. Because I, I do like Fletch a lot. Uh, that's my own pick. But uh, I love that movie. Uh, uh, not so much Fletch. the second one. Yeah, Fletch, uh, I, and it was the first one too. It, yeah, that's what I say. It's not the John Hamm one because no, I did it's nothing. Not was, did anybody yeah. see that? Well, one? Joseph no. they they saw the a, preview and said it was bad. <laughs> they, yeah. they had uh, Fletch Fletch lives, uh, which is Chevy Chase. Yeah, yeah, right. But, but uh, that just yeah. didn't work. It felt like it was uh, trying too hard to be the like, the first one. The yeah. first one was like gold. I mean, it was yeah. Yeah. definitely Chevy Chase. You know, at his at his top, at his chasiness. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. So Fletch is it. All right. So let's do Fletch. We end up with Fletch and Jessica Fletcher. Murder, she wrote. And murder, she wrote. And uh, J- uh, Jonathan and Jennifer Hart. Oh, real quick, George. Do you know what their hobby was on Heart to Heart? Their hobby? Uh, no. The hobby know. was murder. Oh. <laughs> it did have a good intro. Uh, yeah. All, all the rich and famous stuff they were doing. And good, Good disco music, too. Dude and Walter from Big Lebowski. I'm just happy that that's in there because I yeah. I really thought that was a long shot. And then Mystery Inc. Courtesy of uh, Mr. Joseph Johnson. Here. There we go. <laughs> so that is it, folks. Uh, that wraps up episode 176, 176. Go ahead, Spirit of 76. Do your thing. <laughs> the Spirit of 76, even. There All right, go. there we go from the from the uh, funky phantom. Uh, CrispyCodeRobots.com is where you need to go for all of our information, all of our merch, our shows, our album reviews. Everything is there. Now it's time to do the ceremony that no one understands. We're going to go ahead and uh, shoot this up. Okay, now it's back, and we're going to talk about mystery in the ground. That's the biggest mystery. <laughs> we need to be amateur sleuths and figure out where exactly when we shoot it up, it's going, and then when it comes back down where it's going to be picked up so this this is this is the biggest mystery of this show this is the golden suitcase from pulp fiction when you're looking in you're trying to figure out what what happened hey joseph you want to go get a (laughs) then a bone bone let's do it all right go ahead george wrap this thing up no we're we're out of here go ahead all right remember there's always tomorrow that's the name of the rose way and that's the name of the roses are gonna do it always tomorrow as always, tomorrow. In 1776, even. <laughs>